The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. And good morning, Southwest Florida. The Annex Wealth Management Show is on the air. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer. Good morning. Good morning, Danny. Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Danny. Thanks for having us. And Derek, you know, on Friday afternoon, we were watching closely how the market was going to close. We did close uh, over 30,000 on the Dow Jones, off just a fraction of a point. But we were watching it very closely because of what is called quadruple witching and i had to tell you not everyone understands what that means so please walk us through that well what what that is is it's actually happens quarterly in many cases that's a day when stock index futures stock index options stock options and single stock futures all expire simultaneously and that can lead to abnormal volatility from time to time this time we really didn't see a whole lot at the end plus in addition we had tesla going into the s&p at the close right and so because of that and we're going to talk about tesla in just a moment, but we're up 1% for the week, and uh, unfortunately, it closed just around 666. But, you know, tell everyone what that means that Tesla is being added to the S&P 500 and why that's important. Well, it's important. I mean, it, it, it just shows you that the S&P 500, the index itself, really is managed by a committee. It's not a passive index. There are decisions made. And that the committee decided about a month ago to include Tesla in the S&P 500 uh, when the stock was trading at about 400 bucks a share. It's now trading at $650 a share, and it's going to be about a 1.6% weighting in the S&P 500. And it, it kind of gets back to this whole index construction thing. Here we have a company that's been incredibly successful is up a ton over the last couple of years, and now it's been added to the S&P 500, which goes to show, you know, indexing is indexing. You get you get the good with the bad, and no matter how expensive or how cheap they are. And so indexing has got its advantages, but it certainly has some disadvantages as well, and that's one of the things that, that we're looking at. But I want to move on from there and talk a little bit about uh, the other thing that was big noise, big noise of, which was big news for the week, was what was happening with Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general. Well, Bitcoin had its best best week in a couple of years, traded well above 20,000 uh, on the week, uh, up a, a dramatic amount. And essentially what, what's starting to happen is it's becoming more and more widely accepted by uh, well-esteemed hedge fund managers, um, major insurance companies and the like. And it's being increasingly seen as a store of value as the Fed continues to be accommodative and fiscal stimulus package seem to arrive on a fairly regular basis. So Stanley Druckenmiller and George Soros are a couple of the big names that you did talk about. But, you know, we saw some institutional names who were buying that and have to buy that. But one of the things that join us is Todd Voigt, who is one of our uh, investment, which is who is our chief strategist. And we talked a little bit about who, what a store of wealth is. Can you please explain what that means? Well, the uh, Bitcoin is a store of wealth. It's an option right now. The, uh, you know, it can go back to the gold standard Nixon took us off the gold standard in 73. Uh, that changed the whole landscape of gold uh, and pricing and futures markets, etc. The interesting thing about gold and Bitcoin, I mentioned this um, a couple of weeks ago, that gold 
Bitcoin have always been, have for about the past two years, been getting stronger against the dollar. Not viewed as typically currencies like the yen and the euro, Bitcoin dollar getting stronger. The interesting thing about Bitcoin now is that institutional buying coming in. What will happen is potentially the, the wind will come out of the sale of Bitcoin is what you have to watch out for now. Yes, it's the, the, the acceptance is going to stick, but all you need is central banks to say they're going to virtualize their own currencies and it will take the wind out of the sale of Bitcoin. So let me just talk about uh, for a second. You we talked about the gold standard being removed in 1971 by Richard Nixon, and at that time we got off the gold standard, and that is what was store of value is. Once we got away from that, Derek, we saw all of this liquidity come into the market, and one of the reasons we have seen that is that we saw the money supply more than double in this calendar year alone. Think about that. That there was four trillion dollars before the pandemic started, and what happened was all of this liquidity came into the market, flooded the market, and theoretically was going to add inflation. We haven't quite seen that yet, but these are one of the things that we take a look at. When we look at these things, Danny, this is how we go through a portfolio and say, what is in the portfolio? Why is it in the portfolio? What is moving right now? And as things are moving, for example, Bitcoin and Tesla, what is the purpose of that? And does it belong in your portfolio? These are the things that we do on a daily basis. It's a fantastic and a, and a needed exercise to go through that. If you you've got working with somebody right now, you need a second set of eyes, especially heading into 2021 and everything that we're coming out of, everything that we're going into. It's a great idea. Our website is the place to start. We always recommend read the Annex Wealth Management story. Read our Know the Difference checklist. That, we believe, is key. Annex Wealth Management, a Barron's Top Advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300. Most importantly, we are a fee-only fiduciary partner. We will be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Team. Tech. Trust. Straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. It's a challenge to find anything that COVID hasn't changed. We see it firsthand at Annex Wealth Management. And we've got clients ranging from millennials to the greatest generation. Each have their unique situation. For those not yet in retirement, what has the pandemic done to retirement plans? To get at this question, we got two members from our team closely engaged with our clients. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP and a CDFA. Hey, Deanne. Hey, Danny. Randy Winkler, CFP and Manager of Financial Planning at Annex. Hey, Randy. Hi, Danny. Recent Harris poll of more than 2,700 people has some interesting findings. Let's go over it and see if you two are seeing the same thing. Deanne, one-third said the impact of the pandemic has either delayed or accelerated the retirement timeline. So let's start with the delayers. You're a Gen Xer. Mm -hmm. Study shows that they're the most likely generation to push back their planned retirement date. Are you seeing that? You know what, Danny? Yes. Uh, we've seen a change in behavior in investors for Gen Xers. Now, again, that's about the 65 million Americans born between the baby boomers and millennials, so mid-60s to early 80s. They are the most likely generation to say the pandemic has given them cause to push it back, some saying by as much as 25%. Now, candidly, it's actually given me personally reason to question the date as well. 
along with many of the clients I serve who are Gen Xers. And interestingly enough, not so much for financial reasons as it is social reasons. You know, having this whole year of limited activity and social, having that interaction even with Zoom has become even more important. So I'm hearing that they may want to push it off for non-financial reasons. Gen Xers, though, specifically there. Sure. Randy, when it comes to the data, 20% plan to delay retirement beyond what they expected. Before the pandemic, lack of investments was the top obstacle to retired, and then followed by like healthcare costs and then the economy. Now it's the economy, lack of investment, and healthcare costs. Have people hit the pause button? Are you seeing that? Uh, in my experience, I've actually seen the opposite, uh, where people come in and they either because of being laid off or because they're feeling unsafe in their work environment. Some teachers and some nurses have said, "Hey, can I be done? Can I retire now?" And they've moved it forward. And blessedly for everybody that we've done this for, we haven't been able to do that. But we have the tools to take a look at and say, yes, this will work with these caveats or no, it won't work. And we need to do these things to make it work. We have a good idea of the entire picture. So we found that it's more of a qualitative question than a quantitative question for people. Like, you know, you could wait. The numbers look good. This shouldn't affect you because we've factored in all of these different variables, not a pandemic, but we know market fluctuations and things. But they've just decided from a quality of life, they don't want to go back. Dan, got to ask about social. Security. Are people worried about that? About a fifth in the poll said they don't think it's going to be around. Okay, so the poll included a lot of generations, including the Gen Zers. Now, I, my 17-year-old okay. would be in that, right? So that goes into the early 20-somethings. Yeah, who knows what the Social Security Administration will say is their full retirement age for those Gen Zers. But according to a 2020 annual report by Social Security Board of Trustees, the surplus in the trust funds that disperse like disability and regular Social Security benefits would be depleted by 2035 if it goes as is. But that does not mean Social Security will no longer be around. It means that the system could exhaust the cash reserves and be able to pay out only what it takes in by that year. However, if that were to even begin to think of come to pass, Social Security would be able to pay out 79% of the benefits. But they have so many ways to increase it, Danny. Uh, they do things like raising the income limit for the Social Security tax. So, you know, right now uh, in 2020, if you earn over $137,700, any income above that is not subject to tax. Actually, for 2021, they're raising that level by $5,100 to a new income limit of 142,800. So they can keep raising that and that really adds to the solvency. And then of course they can raise that full retirement age from 67 to however old it's going to be for those millennials. However, these things are mostly out of our control as an individual investor. See, what we can control is you save more, you invest better, you protect assets, and that's where planning comes in. That's what we do. Well, absolutely. So good financial planning takes a look at all sources of income and expenses, goals, needs, and we stress test those numbers against economic events and behavior too, including spending. You know, at some point, Danny, we always say everyone deserves and needs a good financial financial plan or a map just to get to and through retirement in the way that makes us content with the savings, sacrifices we made while we were working. Randy, good news and bad news from this study. And I guess when it comes to working past 65, over half of the people said, 
they like working. But for many, they don't think they've saved and invested enough. And it gets down to having that portfolio review to see where one is. You really don't know until you look at the whole picture. And that's where you and your team comes in. Yeah. When somebody comes in and talks to Annex, we do two things. We do a portfolio review and a framework for a financial plan. And I may be biased as the manager of the financial planning department, (laughs) but I think the financial plan is even more important because just about everybody has investments, but they don't know where the destination is. So it's kind of like driving in a car. Are you there? Are you halfway there? Do you have miles to go? Until you know where you're going, you don't know if you have the appropriate vehicle for that. And then people like Deanne take over, guide our clients through the plan with conversation, contact, and reviews. Deanne, not one person's plan at Annex is the same, is it? Nope, nope, not at all. Everyone's goals, savings, spending habits, and situation are different, and all plans are different as well. There's absolutely no cookie-cutter solution that's appropriate for all or even most. And just seeing where your money starts and ends up That's not a financial plan. That's a dollar growth projection. A financial plan, as Randy said, is a roadmap to follow, like a GPS. Now, there might be stoplights and traffic direction changes, and that's why it needs to be revisited continually as life throws changes our way, and we go through transitions like retirement, job change, or marital status change. Remove the mystery. It starts by visiting AnnexWealth.com, clicking that Get Started button. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP and a CDFA. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for having me. Randy Winkler, CFP. CFP and Manager Financial Planning. Thank you. Oh, happy to be here, Danny. And there's more to come. Stick around. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. 2020 may have one last surprise for you. Tax laws are likely to change in the coming months, which may have a significant impact on your plan. Let's take a look at your tax situation. Annex Wealth Management is different. Our team of experts include tax planning professionals. There's still time to review where you are and where you're headed. And we're also ready to assist with financial, retirement, and estate planning. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. 2021 is around the corner. Get ready with Annex Wealth Management. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back. Time for Ask Annex. Got a question for us? The website, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. We're going to turn to Dave this week because people are always asking you questions. I would think friends, business contacts, when you're pumping gas. Yeah. But, you know, when you say Ask Annex, you know, part of it is to send us a question either via our website, email, or text. And that's a good path to do it. But also, we have an engagement, you know, throughout eight branches. And when that happens, we're getting good questions. And I go to myself, geez, I think maybe the listeners might like that. And so one of the questions that we're certainly getting often is Tesla. And is it a bubble stock? And I think we need to explain what's happening with Tesla right now and its inclusion in the index. Well, Tesla's going to go into the S&P 500 on December 21st. It's gone up 50% since that was announced. I think there are any number of folks that are expecting that stock to skyrocket the day it's uh, admitted into the S&P 500. But things like that that are so obvious usually don't play out the way people expect. So I'm not suggesting Tesla's going to go down the day it goes into the S&P 500, but I wouldn't bet the ranch on it. But generally speaking, they are doing a fantastic job. We know EV vehicles are selling at an accelerating pace, both the United States, even more so in China. They can build factories faster than anybody. They have uh, fewer replacement parts than any other EV car. They've got a big, big lead. But the market cap of Tesla is now is in excess of all the U.S. auto companies combined. Right. And that involves a lot of great execution going forward that may or may not occur. And not only that, you think about domestic comparisons, but even internationally, if you look at the, what's happening over in Europe, it's not even the top 10. You know, Volkswagen, of course, is huge over there. 
The second question that we're getting a lot is growth versus value. First of all, I want you to explain what they are. What's a growth stock and what's a value stock? Well, different um, consulting firms define it differently. Some people just define a growth stock as one that's expensive and a value stock that's one that's cheap. I mean, I tend to think of a growth stock more the, as a company that's, that tends to grow their uh, business at a faster rate than GDP and a value stock as one that basically has temporarily been growing at a slower rate but can reaccelerate. So when I think of value stocks, I tend to think more about cyclical type companies. And what we've seen in the last five years, a very slow growing economy, generally speaking, which has been a perfect environment for growth stocks, particularly with interest rates at such low levels. What we're starting to see is the beginning of a regime shift, if you will, towards a more reflationary environment. We've talked about Janice Yellen being pro-stimulus, pro-higher wages. That's inflationary. We've talked about the Fed being very accommodative. Ultimately, that should prove to be inflationary. We've talked about the economy reopening with somewhat complicated supply chains. That could be inflationary. So value stocks ought to start to do a little bit better. So what we've said to a lot of our clients in our meetings is we've pointed to elements of our portfolio that capture this theme. And that's, you know, well-run companies in some of those areas that were really hurt by the virus uh, and the slowdown and others that were just unfairly penalized. And that's, and those stocks have actually surged quite nice in the last six weeks. And we see that a lot, you know, that there's people think that there's a binary decision. Should I be in the market or should I be out of the market? Should I be in growth stocks or should I be in value stocks? The reason why we put together balanced portfolios is just for that very fact, is that we don't know, you don't know, the listeners don't know. So what we do is we put a balanced portfolio, and in that we have growth and value. How you tilt it, though, that's where the art comes in. Yeah, but you're also, I've, I've, I've watched you play blackjack. You're a very good card counter, and, and I think you know when the deck is more likely right. to have more face cards than not, and that's what I think we do as an investment committee. If, I, you, I, if, if I'm a card counter and somebody in Vegas just heard that, I will not be ever be slept in a casino again. I Maybe he should play poker because I can't tell if he's if he's serious or not. I know. Anyways, we know I wanted to kind of close this segment out with if you have questions, we'll be glad to take them. And there's lots of ways that you can send them to us or we try to pull some from our clients because if we're getting asked those questions, maybe our listeners want to hear them as well. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News with Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Danny. Today we're talking about trusts. There was a recent article suggesting that more families should at least consider adding a trust to their estate plans, and we found three reasons why they might make sense for your family or your current financial situation. Brian, we're going to talk about it. One of the reasons is you might want to reduce estate taxes. Yes. Currently, each person has a federal estate tax exemption of $11 million plus. So if you are married in joint filing, then you have double that. That sunsets in 2026 and nothing else changes back to around 5 million plus. So thinking about that matters, you might pass away after 2026. But also states have estate tax exemptions that could be less than these numbers. So Massachusetts, for example, is, a, is about a million dollars. Uh, New York is 6 million. And in Florida down here, we do not have an estate tax. So that's another positive in Florida. But depending on where you live and where you own property, if you own property in a second state, you need to think about these sorts of things because your heirs may face a second round of probate and estate taxes if you don't plan for it. Why consider adding a trust to your estate plan? One of the other reasons is you want to be sure that your assets are being distributed without the restrictions of a will. Today's families are complex. I'm not sure if we've gotten more complex over the years, but it seems like it. Second marriages, third marriages, people out of wedlock, in wedlock, people just staying together that aren't married. So all these different situations are unique. And 
if you care and want to plan for what happens in those situations, trust can definitely help you do that. So after your death, there's things in place that govern what's going to happen, and you have a full say in that while you're alive. Joined by Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples, talking about three reasons why a trust may make sense for your family. And the third is you want to protect your assets and your beneficiaries. Yeah, I've had a couple of clients and conversations in the past months and years about people that have folks who have maybe dementia, Alzheimer's, things that have extra burden or extra special needs. Having a trust in place will make sure you can plan for care of these people or any any type of unusual event that may, may occur or that you may come across in your life. Also, what you might be aware of, a lot of people have joint accounts, which are fine. Each person on the joint account can use the assets, but in reality, each person is liable if there's some sort of lawsuit against either one of the parties, if they're married on a joint account. A trust can create assets and only for the benefit of a grantor, someone who originated the trust, and that could shelter some protection from lawsuits and things like that. There's also more things you can do if you're in a position where that's a, of a burden. You can even restrict things even more with something like an irrevocable trust where you're putting in assets and you have uh, restrictions on how the money can be used and that can shelter it even more. So there's definitely a few things to do to protect your assets and your beneficiaries. And you, you kind of are in control when you create the trust with your estate plan lawyer, go through what's important to you and what do you want to protect and it can be all laid out. Annex has teams in place that are experts at estate planning, but it starts with that plan. We can help you customize a plan that fits all of your estate planning and retirement needs as we head into 2021. Website AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Danny. Good to talk to you again. Back in a bit with Dave Spano and Derek Felsey. We're going to wrap things up. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Yeah, we're back. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference. It is one team, one plan, one fee. I'm Danny Clayton, along with a cast of characters, including Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Yeah, we are a cast of characters for certain. What I wanted to do is just kind of put, if you think about it in accounting terms, put a balance sheet together and you think about what the market is. And that means there's assets and there's liabilities. And Derek, right now, there certainly is a lot of positives and we're going to cover them. But there are some potential negatives that people have to be aware of. Yeah, I think, you know, we're monitoring a few things. Uh, first of all, you know, obviously the COVID infection rates continue to rise. Uh, deaths associated with COVID continue to rise, and we are entering the winter in many parts of the country. So obviously we're going to watch, be watching that and the impact that has on government actions. So they're shutting down the restaurants in New York City. Uh, California has strict shutdown orders and the like. And that could negatively impact the, the economy in the near term. So obviously the economic slowdown or any economic slowdown driven by this is another factor we're paying attention to. The other thing is given this enormous advance we've seen since uh, since March, valuations are no longer uh, cheap. We're trading over 22 times forward earnings, which is 50% above the 10-year average. So there's a lot of good news already priced in. And finally, the level of s- the sentiment a- out there right now is pretty ebullient. It reminds me a little bit of what we saw in 99 and 2000 during the tech bubble. Lots of 
hot IPOs, uh, lots of call option buying, lots of speculation, lots of companies going up a, a lot for no real reason. So we have to measure that against the good news. And the good news, uh, Todd, and within about the last minute of the show or so, there are a lot of really good positives that we could cover that it has not really changed our thesis. And if you could enumerate a couple of those. Well, that's correct. So we have um, positives that uh, you have to realize this this uh uh, COVID is a temporary phenomena. It will come to an end. We'll have the vaccines. We'll have life getting back to normal. Uh, we'll have corporate profit growth. And But corporate profit growth doesn't mean that the market's going to necessarily go up. So this focus on a rebound in the economy doesn't necessarily mean the market's going up. As Derek mentioned, if valuations are high, there's some catching up to do on the earnings side to bring valuations down to a more reasonable level. That is right. So valuations may have to catch up to the economy or economy catches up to the valuations. The second thing that is super positive is we're likely to see a stimulus package. We'll see what happens maybe this weekend or next week, but more money coming into the market could push prices up as well as we know that where the Fed stands, and the Fed is going to stay with low rates, and low rates will push up equity prices. We're running out of time today. So much to talk about, Danny, but again, this is the time that you need to look at your portfolio, particularly as we go into the end of the year. Know what you own, why you own it and how much you're paying for it. Listen, if you came in halfway through the show, this show will be on Spotify on the Annex Wealth Management Spotify channel, so you'll be able to find it there. In the meantime, our website is AnnexWealth.com. We encourage you to visit it, to read about Annex Wealth Management. Check out our Know the Difference checklist. One team, one plan, one fee. That's how we roll. AnnexWealth.com. Have a great one. We'll see you in a week. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.